Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I like the sound of that. Hey everybody, welcome to Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. I'm your host, Tom Sutton. All right, there's not that much to talk about, but I'm just in the mood. I just feel like talking about Star Wars. So we're going to come up with something. Um, I have to mention that uh, today I reached my own little private milestone, which is um, at one point... You know, I, I basically every time a Star Wars film comes out in the cinema, um, you know, I'm going to see it a bunch of times in the cinema. And um, I think, let's see, I, I feel like I, I sometimes I'm a bit fuzzy on the numbers, but from memory, I saw episode one six times and then one more time in 3D when it came out in 3D. Uh, When episode two came out, I believe I only saw that twice. Then uh, when episode three came out, I think I saw that three times, as far as I remember. Now, um, in the Disney era, um, things have been a different story altogether. Um, Up till now, every one of those films I have seen either five or six times in the cinema, depending on... uh, how much I fell in love with it. So The Force Awakens was six, um, Rogue One was five, although as I have talked out, talked about multiple times recently, my uh, my fondness for that film has uh, has grown and grown. I'm, It's aging well with me. I'm liking it more and more. Um, the Last Jedi was a fiver also. Solo was a sixer because I loved that. Um, and now we're at... Episode nine, and um, not only did I love the film, but I um, was really having an amazing time with um, with the new IMAX theater here in Gothenburg, and I was finding myself seeing it again and again, and in a way, kind of almost hungering for that IMAX Rise of Skywalker experience once it was over. Like, uh, it's, 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 it's funny. It's like, uh, I would sometimes just be, you know, at home doing whatever. And I would feel like, oh, I miss Palpatine's voice. You know, when it's uh, like, what could you give me? Everything. That kind of stuff. I just, I just feel like, oh, I wish I could just be there and hear that right now. Um, the Star Destroyers lifting off from Exegol or, um. Just even like a lightsaber being ignited in IMAX is just, mm, it's an amazing experience. And um, when COVID-19 hit, um, The Rise of Skywalker was still in movie theaters here. Now, I had actually decided to see episode nine, nine times in the cinema. It uh, It's not... Uh, you know, I don't, I don't love it more than The Force Awakens or Solo or whatever. But um, I just felt like this is the last film in the Skywalker saga, as far as we know. And um, let's uh, let's let's do it up. Let's see this nine times in the cinema. Now, of course, you know, the IMAX is, is more expensive and stuff. So you start to go like Tom. <laughs> 
don't be ridiculous. You're going to end up spending a lot of money seeing this one film. But it's like, you know, Star Wars is so important to me. And, um, you know, I don't drink or smoke or, you know, I, I, live, a, I live a frugal lifestyle in almost every other way. Uh, why not just do it? Now, when uh, COVID-19 hit and cinemas got closed, though that uh, those plans went out the window, of course. Uh, but I was all right with that. I had I had seen it seven times, which uh, still felt pretty good. And now, um, cinemas have since reopened with uh, socially distant seating, and uh, you know, with a bunch of classic movies coming back in, uh, coming back on the big screens, because uh, of course most studios are not daring to release films at a time when most cinemas are not open wisely um so yeah when i was flicking through the cinema listings and i saw the rise of skywalker was not only gonna be in the cinemas again but um on imax i went like all right let's do this so um yeah as i reported i believe in the last episode i had an amazing time seeing it last time and I went again today with my friend Eileen, and uh, we had a great time, and um, uh, that was it. Episode 9, nine times in the cinema, done. So it's fun. It's fun to have that number taken care of. I had a great time with the film again. Um, Yeah, my favorite sequences are still super effective for me. I loved it. All right, uh, let's... uh, Get into so uh, I was talking to Eileen a little bit about you know what's going on uh, with Star Wars and with future plans and whatnot, um, and uh, we quickly ran through what we knew was kind of coming up and what uh, some of the rumors were, and I thought, all right. We are on the eve of when Star Wars Celebration would have been. Um, So uh, I have to assume that... um, I mean, when you have a a convention like that, um, it's, it's of course, a time when they're going to drop a lot of news in a very concentrated chunk because that's their their big event. so I'm assuming we will get some big announcements next month around the time that Celebration would have been. But I can also guess that uh, Lucasfilm would probably like to now space those announcements out a little bit more uh, since um, it is like if you're going to have Star Wars Celebration, yeah, you got to keep hitting people again and again. Uh, from day to day Um, but if you don't have to do that then you're probably pretty comfortable dropping something big then a month later dropping something else big and a month later dropping another one Um, so we'll have to see but I think that next month we we will get at least one or two big announcements so I thought it would be a nice uh, opportunity to just kind of pause for a second and take take stock of what has been officially announced and uh, what some of the rumors are for what is on its way. Um, so let's 
let's start with um, the movies. Um, of course, if you're listening to this, you probably have heard that um, you know the an- the annou- officially announced dates um, for the next three Star Wars films were 2022, 24, and 26. They were originally the films that were going to be um, helmed by the Game of Thrones gang, and they, of course. Uh, quit (laughs) and uh so they're not doing it anymore um but those dates you know didn't change it as far as we knew um and since then of course they they uh announced that kevin feige would be producing a film that was the language they used not a series but a film that of course could turn into more films depending on how everything goes um they also announced that Taika Waititi, along with uh, one of the co-writers from 1917, will be writing a film and that Taika Waititi would be directing that film. Uh, but it was not specified as to when that would be, which film that would be. So, um, I, I guess, you know, a lot of people are assuming that... Um, you know, because Ryan Johnson hasn't been talk, talked about by Lucasfilm for a while, that these three films that were slated for 22, 24, 26, um, that, 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 that at least the first one for sure would be Taika. That may be the case, but it hasn't been announced, so I'm not sure that we can um, assume that that is it yet. Um do I think any of those films will be Ryan Johnson's films? I don't think so. I I get the feeling that you know uh, you know Ryan Johnson is pretty beloved over at Lucasfilm, as far as I can tell. I know. That, I mean, Kathleen Kennedy said that um, the production of the Last Jedi was. I think she said like she went as far as to say it was the most satisfying filmmaking experience she'd ever had she'd ha- she'd ever had or something like that they uh, she loved working with him so um i know that they love ryan johnson but they must be aware that the um the backlash against the last jedi was the most vicious uh, i don't know i think people tend to forget how brutal the backlash against um the prequels was at the time I think they tend to uh, forget quite how upset large sections of or like I mean most people I, as far as I remember were you know not satisfied with those films um, so I don't know if you can say that the reaction to the last Jedi was the most um, the most vicious of all time but uh, it's definitely up there so I could. Definitely um, imagine that uh, Lucasfilm, as much as they love Ryan Johnson, as much as they are ready to jump into production on whatever he has in mind, that they might also um, be wanting to play play the game smart instead of hard and uh, give uh, put a bit of uh, space between The Last Jedi and whatever he does next. Um, I think that... My guess with The Last Jedi is that you will, you know, give it 10 years and you'll start to see those kind of um, stories that pop up 
you know, like, 10 reasons why The Last Jedi was actually really great. Is it time to uh, reappraise The Last Jedi, etc.? You know. And of course that film has, you know, half the people who saw that loved it. There is a huge group of, uh, a huge section of the fandom for whom that is uh, one of their absolute favorite films. So, great. Yeah. Um, so, but, uh, so that means that I would be surprised if uh, the three films that they've announced coming um, in the 20s, which is weird to say, um, I would be surprised if they were Ryan Johnson's. Um, Taika Waititi confirmed recently that he has begun writing his film or films. I guess he's only been announced for one, so let's say film. Um, which makes me think that timing-wise it's not impossible that his could be first. Now, what has of course happened is that all those films have been pushed back by a year due to the coronavirus pandemic which means that those films are now set for 23 25 27 so if uh, the first of those films or if all three of those films are Taika Waititi's um, when you look at the timeline I think it's uh, it's not um, it would make sense it's not impossible for uh, him to you know with the three years between now and that release date or Actually, a bit more than three years. Um, that's enough time to get a film written, uh, to get your uh, design process and concept art process and uh, set designs and all that stuff done. Um, God knows JJ had less time than that on both his Star Wars films. Um, yeah, so uh, which would be cool. I think that given the... I mean, is there ever going to be a Star Wars film ever again that's not controversial? Please let there be. Like, not even... Like, I just want I just want to not hear people complaining <laughs> for a change. That would be pretty good. Um, yeah. But he is a... He's a fan favorite in, um, in both, you know, like serious film fans um, you know for serious film fans and for star uh, like fans of genre entertainment everybody loves Taika Waititi and um he has not put a foot wrong yet I think everything he's done has been really good from you know ranging from really good to incredibly good so um uh, I think that in terms of um giving themselves the best chance of having a positive start to this next era of Star Wars, um, I'm not the first person to say it, but this first film post Skywalker saga is going to be hugely important. They will really want to get it right and really want um, a good reaction to this film so that they can uh, springboard off that into the whole next series of films and uh, whatever they do next cinematically. So that's uh, that's the films. Now... TV. I want to say TV is where it gets really interesting. But, yeah, I mean, okay, I think The Mandalorian is really good, but it doesn't touch any of the the five um, Disney-era films that we've had for me. So um, I want to say TV is where it gets really interesting because it is, when you look at this lineup, it's pretty... Um, 
it's pretty cool. But um, I think I'm going to need a bit like even like a a bit of a step up from the Mandalorian if I'm going to really get that warm tingly Star Wars feeling from the TV series. All right, so let's I just thought it'd be nice to kind of recap what's actually being um, what has actually been confirmed. So we got first off the rack in theory is the Cassian Andor series. Um, that's had you know a um, a uh, I guess a, a yeah like um, a, a lot of people are very enthusiastic about that uh, that announcement, and there are people who are less enthusiastic about it. Um, I personally think it's an awesome idea. I um, I liked the character of Cassian Andor a lot. Uh, he and K2SO together. I mean the 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 potential there is massive. I would say, and it doesn't hurt that it's slap bang right in um, you know one of um, you know the, the it's in the in that uh, kind of era where you've got all the you know classic empire designs and whatnot so um what you can what you know what you potentially have is a show that you know visually is ot looking which is of course something i would enjoy and what you can also have is some pretty sick stuff like uh you could like the the range of characters that could show up is pretty intimidating actually like if i was writing that i would be like you know you know who we could pull in for this do i dare i mean you've got vader and the emperor they could be they could turn up uh you've got director krennic he's around at that time um mon mothma would be a killer addition God, I hope she turns up. Um, the actress who took over that role from uh, from the woman who played her in Return of the Jedi. It's I've said it before. She's one of the that's one of the best pieces of recasting of all time. I would say. Um, yeah, Jan Dodonna. Why not? Hmm. So, um, oh, imagine if you could get. General Merrick, Blue Leader. Oh, you know, I saw that actor in House of Cards. Um, so he's open to doing TV. Come on, get General Merrick on board. That'd be amazing. Woo, <laughs> I'm impressed with my own idea. Get going on that, Lucasfilm. Yeah, so um, I think that, you know, I like the idea of a, um, of a spy, of a spy thriller based around the Rebel Alliance. I think that, um, yeah, I've said before that part of what didn't click super well for me on Rogue One was um, the portrayal of the Rebel Alliance as being, I don't know, like quite cranky or not that warm and not that likable. You know, they're the good guys. I want to like them. Um so uh, it would be cool to see. Obviously, you're going to see reference to these, you know, bad things, you know, in Cassian's history that he talks about in Rogue One. But um, I would be um, optimistic that we get to see uh, some really likable 
uh, Rebel Alliance characters as well. So that's very cool. And we are going to come back to the Cassian Andor show when we get to the rumor section of today's uh, broadcast. So second in line, as far as we know, is the Kenobi show, of course, which will be directed by Deborah Chow. Um, yeah, I think that's a fascinating one. I think that um, a lot of us have pretty specific visuals in mind and uh, not unsurprisingly, I think that the vibe that you get from episode four is that Obi-Wan went into, you know, he dropped Luke off at the Lars homestead, then found himself a shack. And that was pretty much it for the next 20 years. Don't you think? That's the vibe you get. So I guess when they started talking about this Cass uh, this Kenobi TV series, a lot of people felt like, all right, that's cool. We're going to get Obi-Wan Kenobi out in the desert. Um, now, there's nothing to say that he didn't, you know, jump in a ship and go do other stuff during that period. And uh, what's really fascinating are uh, some of the rooms that we'll get to a bit later about that, which really, to me, open up the potential scope for that show. Um, Ewan McGregor's amazing for him to get a second bite at that apple and uh, to do it in the hands of a director who cares a little bit more about um, actors and performance than George did. I think that's, I mean, that everybody wins there. Um, given that I like The Mandalorian and didn't necessarily love it, um, do I feel like putting Kenobi on TV rather than on the big screen is missing an opportunity? little bit but um let you know i think i think we've heard it's got, it's going to be six episodes uh if those episodes are mandalorian length that um, puts them around 35 to 45 minutes each so let's say it's around four hours or so i mean that's at least uh, in terms of uh, quantity, you're getting more for your money. Um, so, um, yeah, I think uh, I don't think there's a single... I haven't, I haven't heard a single person uh, not be enthusiastic about that particular project. All right. And then uh, as far as, you know, what's been um, officially confirmed, then we have... It's the series done by the showrunner of Russian Doll, uh, which I'm still pumped about. Um, still, you know, looking forward to hearing some details about. We don't know anything about it. It's supposed to be female-led uh, or driven in the character department. Who could that be? Could it be Ahsoka? Uh, Emphas Nest? <laughs> Give me that. Mm. Um, yeah. So uh, that sounds really cool. Um, and of course, we have Mandalorian Season 2, which is apparently on, um, on target for October release 
it will be nice that um, Disney Plus will actually be available in uh, in Sweden by that point, and I won't have to steal it off the internet. <laughs> hmm. I actually do like paying for Star Wars. You know, I like stuff for free. I'm known for that. But when it comes comes to Star Wars, I am more than happy to pay. All right. So, um, yeah, let's jump into the the rumors that uh, we've heard. Now, uh, I want to, um, yeah, like give, uh, give credit where it's due. Um, people who are a bit more steeped in the fandom will... Um, be aware that making starwars.net which until recently was really the leading light when it comes to uh, breaking star wars news um yeah things uh, yep yeah, i don't know the details really but um they are not operating at the level that they used to be but um a couple of young men uh Corey and noah have kind of jumped in to uh, fill that void. They have a YouTube channel called um, Kessel Run Transmissions. And uh, for, I don't know how one goes about getting this started, but they are, um, they have actually been doing a lot of um, work breaking rumors and stuff. Now, we're on the internet. You're hearing my voice over the internet. So you, you're familiar with the internet. And if you're familiar with the internet, you'll be very uh, aware that a huge percentage of what you're reading is completely made up, especially when it comes to bankable rumors and news. Um, you know, like uh, sites like We Got This Covered and uh, Mike Zero are famous for just completely making stuff up um, and... Uh, putting it up uh, up online just uh, uh, to attract clicks and dollars. Um, so, of course, we all should be um, a little bit uh, skeptical when it comes to rumors and uh, any kind of news that doesn't come from Lucasfilm itself. But these guys, um, some time ago came out with uh, that that they that their sources told them that the bad batch was going to be the next animated tv series and lo and behold they were correct so um i think that um they are worth listening to so let's take a listen or a look at um some of the really fun rumors that they have um been talking about recently so uh, let's start with, uh, this is probably the one that's most exciting to me. Um, as I've said many times, I'm a huge fan of the solo film. Um, I love Alden. I love Jonas playing Chewbacca and hot damn. I love Donald Glover as Lando. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, their sources tell them that, um, Donald Glover, will uh is in talks to uh head up his own disney plus series with lando calrissian as the main character Whew, i am super into that um of course uh like donald glover is you know one of the most charismatic performers on the planet 
um, in many mediums. Um, and what's exciting about him, I would say, is that he's not just a, a great actor. He, he didn't just play Lando Carizian well in that film, but he is such a creative force himself. He's, um, you know, uh, if anyone has seen his show Atlanta, you will know that the guy, the guy can put a show together. It makes me excited to think that if he is signing up to do a Lando Calrissian TV series, that he would not just be signing on as an actor, but actually to be one of the creative forces behind the show. I'm not sure that would just hand it over and go like, yep, yeah, write it, direct it, have a good time. But um, I can imagine that um, they might pick you know, a writer to work with him um, or if he, he could almost act as a showrunner in a way. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would love to see him. Now, That that's really cool. But what is also cool is that, um, of course, Alden Ehrenreich, anytime he's near any kind of press or whatever, they ask him about Star Wars. Um, and one of his recent quotes was that uh, he'd heard some things. I believe that's more or less what he said. Um, so, I, uh, that makes me think, you know, we might not get a solo two on the big screen, but we could get a Lando TV series and we could get Han and Chewie turning up in that series. Um, will they get, will, would Han and Chewie get their own series? Well, I don't know. Maybe if they put them in the Lando series and, um, that's a hit, then they might be able to spin that off into their own series. Who knows? Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, I can get more of that cast um, would be amazing. Now, <laughs> what? If we're talking about Solo, we have to talk about this other bizarre story that happened like this week. So, really big, like strong, strong rumors were going around that. Darth Maul was going to be um, turning up. It could be in the same series as that one. Maybe Maul would get his own series. I mean, he's he's like basically in that time period, he's a crime lord, which, uh, you know, that writes itself in a way, you know. Um, he's one of the most beloved characters in all of Star Wars. Um, you know, you could do Sopranos in space, basically, uh, but with Darth Maul as the, as the kingpin in a way. Um, which sounded really cool. Uh, of course, Amelia Clark, sign her up to uh, be part of that series. Get it on. Fantastic. But um, some pretty wacky business occurred on Instagram. I think this was like two or three days ago now. I'm not going to go into super much detail, but basically, um, you know, b- before I go into that, um, so Ray Park, who plays Darth Maul, and. Um, uh, oh my God, I've gone blank. Um, Daniel Logan, who uh, played young Boba Fett in episode two. They are close friends. Um, now, at some point, Ray Park uploaded a video of a sexual nature to Instagram. And it was taken down pretty quickly after that. But um, it was speculated that um, 
he had discovered that his wife was cheating on him and he uploaded some kind of video of either he and her or her and someone else as a kind of revenge thing, which is pretty horrendous, you know. Definitely not the way to deal with that. As hurt as you might be, that's not the way to go. Um, and um, people said that the other guy could in, in even be Daniel Logan. Now, um, I've not I've not seen it be discussed again in the last you know since that broke. I haven't seen it discussed in the last couple of days, so I don't know what's going on. But what a pain in the ass if. Ray Park was either signed up or in talks to do a kick-ass Darth Maul TV series and then he fucking torpedoes his own his own career with that kind of behavior. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Let's see if we hear anything more about it because, of course, of course we would love to see more Maul. Um... I mean, this you know, what you see at the end of Solo with him and Kira is really intriguing. So, um, yeah, let's see how that unfolds. All right, more rumors from Kessel Run Transmissions. Uh, next fun one was that uh, Hayden Christensen may in fact be uh, returning to the role of Anakin Skywalker in the Kenobi series. Um yeah. In their uh YouTube video they mentioned they basically they mentioned like uh that one one part of the Kenobi TV series could be the the moment that Kenobi realizes that Anakin survived on Mustafar and that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. Obviously you see Obi-Wan you know he walks away from Anakin on Mustafar you know, would uh, probably have assumed that Anakin wouldn't have survived that. Um, and uh, next time you see him, he's in, um, yeah, episode four, and he's well aware of who Darth Vader is. So um, how did he find out? What was his reaction? Juicy stuff, dramatically. Um, now, if you've just got Vader walking around you don't necessarily have to get uh, Hayden back for that obviously in fact he's not really the right shape physically to play Darth Vader but um it could be that uh, you actually are gonna see some scenes um it could be flashbacks uh some rumors some earlier rumors regarding Mandalorian season two are of course were that uh, we were going to see live-action Ahsoka Tano for the first time. Or even Rex. Um, or even Boba Fett. So, um, who knows? In the Kenobi series, we could get... Uh, we could potentially get flashbacks with uh, Kenobi, Anakin, and Ahsoka all together. Would be something else. Now, I... You know, if you've ever heard this show before you will know i'm i'm not a fan of the prequels and actually that depiction of anakin is one of my least favorite things about them i 
I actually, I really feel like I can't accept him as Anakin Skywalker, or and it's not his fault at all. Um, I saw him in a film called Shattered Glass, and he was fantastic in that. So Hayden, love you, buddy. But um, that version of Anakin Skywalker, like it borderline ruined Star Wars for me. <laughs> Ugh. All right. Having said that. Um, in the hands of someone skillful and uh, skillful, shall we say, um, it would be cool to see him back and to see him used well. So, if that comes to pass, I'll be I'll go into that with a very open mind. Now, um, yeah, the last one I wanted to talk about was um, a recent one that they have a video that Kesselron Transmissions just put up, which is that um, none other than Governor Tarkin could be turning up in the Cassian show. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I would love to see that. My only uh, recommendation would be that, um, you know, I think I talked about before that to me, I've seen deep fake technology that is more convincing than the CG approach they used to recreate Tarkin in Rogue One. So I would really like to see uh, that process be a little bit more successful in creating a believable human, you know, uh, human, non-human. Um, yeah, still when I see Tarkin in Rogue One, like, especially now that I'm enjoying Rogue One more, I feel my like enjoyment level just be like, yes, this is cool, that's awesome, I like this guy, she is cool, this is great. And then... When Tarkin turns up and he's like, he's facing away from the camera, I'm like, I'm still on board, I'm still on board. And when he turns around and starts talking, I'm like, video game cutscene. And it's just like, I don't know, it, it's not awesome for me. Yeah. So I um, would, yeah, of course, I would love to see Tarkin in that series. I think that would lend it a lot of weight. And um, yeah, my only request would be that. Um, they find yeah, a way to deliver that a little bit more successfully. All right. That's all for news and rumors. So uh, here we go. I saw the Rise of Skywalker today, but it, we're not done yet. Let's chuck that uh, Blu-ray on and uh, check out another scene from the film. Here we go. Here we go. Um We've, uh, we left off last time with me being very excited about what was about to come. But um, yeah, we're on Kajimi. I love that whole sequence. Um, I enjoyed it again massively at the cinema today. I just, man, the, the, that set looks incredible and snow wins me over every single time. Zori Bliss looks super cool. But as I mentioned, we are on our way to meeting the one and only... Babu Frick. Let's see how this goes. I'm hitting play. All right. It's weird, but I even like their like warm jackets. <laughs> nice that the stairs had these little dooby doos for the droids to go up. Ah, really cool shot here. I mean, this is straight out of like monster movies with the Knights of Ren coming around the corner like that. Funny that they just missed them. Now, oh, we got this button. Oh, I forgot I can pause stuff. Yeah. We got this um, 
bar scene. I wa- now this is interesting. I've just paused it. I wonder if this piece of um, set design is on purpose or not, because you see this um, this shape in the bar on the walls of the bar behind, like uh, Poe and Ray and Finn as they walk past. And it is very reminiscent of Kylo Ren's uh, on the the kind of that those silver bands across uh, Kylo Ren's helmet. Be interesting if that was kind of like um, representing the coming danger in a way. But this is cool. I like. I mean, in a way, I, I don't know. It's hard to do these like bars and cantinas in the Star Wars universe and not make it feel like. Remember that cool cantina scene from the first one? Super good. Here's something like that. It's also pretty cool, guys. Um, but this, I, I think visually it, it looks different enough. I like that, you know, it's a cold country, so you've got all these people wearing these big fur coats and stuff, which gives it a, a different visual style, which I really like. All right. Um, but let's continue. Play button. Yeah. Ah, I got to i got to pause it. Okay, uh, I've talked before about um, how much I love the art of books. You just see, like, you get to see a lot of the um, amazing characters. Oh, also the visual dictionary I have for this this movie. So, um, yeah, nice to kind of actually pause it and take a look at some of these characters. There's this one guy, like, most of his face is just teeth. That's a super good character. All right, let's play... Yeah, I got that big hairy guy. I'm a fan of him. Now, oh, these two. These two are interesting. One of them I feel like I've seen before, but I cannot pick where. It's this guy with this like green head with the spikes on it and his collar is up around his eyes. I swear I've seen him somewhere before, but I can't remember where. But the other character is, um, <laughs> it's quite interesting. Um, the color scheme on him is very reminiscent of um, Dash Rendar. Um, and in the visual, the complete visual dictionary for The Rise of Skywalker, I believe uh, Pablo Hidalgo um, hints that that is in fact... Um, Dengar, who has, over the course of the years, in an effort to stay functional and uh, to be able to do, to continue his life of hunting them bounties, has been um, replacing his, uh, his body parts with cybernetic um, appendages, and that in doing so, he has... <laughs> <laughs> really done awful things to his own face. Um, I think I've heard other people who worked on the film who say like, "No, it's not. That was not there." It might have been might have been Jake Lunt Davis, one of the uh, concept designers. I, I think he said like, that was not the thought behind the design at all. But maybe um, Pablo just um, used his creative license a bit in the visual dictionary. I like it myself. Like it's a bit ridiculous, you know. You want to be careful about making the um, making the galaxy too small, but um, something about that works. <clears throat> I don't mind it. It's a, co- a really cool looking character. 
Mm-hmm. And you get, of course, the John John Williams cameo. Um, I mean, it's unnecessary. John Williams is everywhere in Star Wars, but um, it's fun to see anyway. Um, apparently, all the stuff on the bar shelves behind him, each item on there uh, represents one of uh, a film that he has done the score for. Um, I don't know. He's uh, what you know. He's, he's the, the. I can't think of a lot of stuff off the top of my head. But uh, one item looks to be like a hook. I don't know. He did the music for that movie Hook. So that's that, I guess. Um, yeah. But, yeah, fun detail anyway. Um, all right. Here we go. We're in Babu Freak's, Freak's workshop. And here he is. Babu Freak himself. What a character. I love the little hood on him. I love his little whiskers. I love his little tummy. I love him. Ah! Bring him back. I love how he talks. I love how Zori Bliss, you know, knows his language, but has a slightly crappy accent. I think this is a fantastic bit of set design again. I just think, like, the amount of detail and care that has gone into all these sets on all the Disney films is fantastic. The lighting, the kind of like bit of the, like, bit of the, has a bit of a smoky atmosphere there. I think it's that's so cool. That's a that's the thing about like this era of movies. It's like whatever you think of the story or the characters or whatever. Like I can just sit there and just look at it and just mm, I'm like I'm like I'm in a bath of warm milk or something. It's just. Everything looks like Star Wars to me. And just that just puts me in the Star Wars galaxy. Fantastic. <laughs> this was a cool... Um... Ah, memory go black. Blank, black. Ah, Baba Freak. Everyone's crazy for Baby Yoda. And I love Baby Yoda too, of course. But... Babu Freak's my, my favorite. Now, uh, yeah, some people complained about uh, the fact that uh, this 3PO moment was more poignant and touching in the trailer than it ended up being in the film. Uh, I guess I can uh, agree with that. But um, it's cool. I love... Oh, so, that line there. How Oscar Isaac delivers that line is incredible. That just that tiny pause where he goes like, "What are you doing there, three PO?" Like it just it really like it gives you this feeling like he really is a real person in that situation. Like kind of it really it it must be hard as an actor to make it not sound like it's lines that you've memorized and practiced. Dozens of times, so I just think Oscar is that that line delivery is eleven out of ten. Love it. Oh, Dio says sad. That's touching. I love how this movie has lens flare in it. Remember the good old days when 
<laughs> fans only concerns was was it gonna be too much lens flare jj likes lens flare, flare you know ah oh, babu laughing is awesome all right we're gonna roll on i love ah oh, kylo and the henchmen in the corridor here I love this. It's <laughs> like, shall we destroy Kijimi? Thinking like, everyone's going to love this idea. And just Kylo Ren gives him the Han Solo shut up finger. And Hux <laughs> just looks so crestfallen. It is, I mean, it's just moments like that. that just they, they are piled on top of each other that, that make this so charming for me. Now, uh, this discussion with Zori Bliss and um, Poe on the rooftops. Visually, I really like it. I like the colors a lot. Um, Kerry Russell, again, her voice is fantastic. Really like, I really like her as an actor. Um, so, yeah, I have heard people say this would have been a perfect moment because, you know, like, She's saying, like, I'm getting out of here. Do you want to come with me? And Poe says, I can't walk out on this uh, this fight. Like, I have to see it through to the end. I believe in this. Um, but, you know, he talks about, like, on the battle at the Battle of Crate, they put out the, the call for help, but nobody came. And um, that he's not sure that anyone will come now. And she says, you know, yeah. People will people will come if you you know if they believe or you know, whatever. I don't remember exactly what she says, but a lot of people said this would have been a prime moment to call back to the Last Jedi and also sow the seeds for what comes later. Saying that after what Luke did, things have started to change. That people's people are starting to feel like they can do something about what's what's going on, and that if Luke can stand up alone against the First Order, that everyone can everyone can can do something that would have been cool that's a, a criticism i agree with cute scene here with ray uh oiling dio's squeaky wheel i just i think it's nice it really you know it really really you know helps to reestablish her as a deeply good person um someone who is very generous and caring towards others Yeah. Here we go. My favorite bit. I'm going to turn up the volume. Okay, so we've got... we got 3PO. I really like C-3PO's voice here where he delivers the stuff in the Sith language. It's. I think they got that just right. But here comes one of the best Babu Freak moments. <laughs> He's pumped. He's like, I did it. I did just what you asked me to do. I'm pretty good, eh? And everyone's just like, oh, this is scary. Uh, here comes here comes the first order. Mm. This is nice. Ah, oh, that destroyer looks so cool hanging over Kajimi. Love that. Ray realizes that Chewie's still alive. Uh, yeah, I've heard people say like, "Couldn't you have saved that for later?" To just like let the let the tragedy be there a little longer before you kind of turn around. Yeah, 
<laughs> 3PO is like, uh, <laughs> he doesn't remember anyone. And Poe's are like, that's going to be a problem. Awesome comic timing. Man, Oscar Isaac, what a talent. He's so, so amazing. We're going to roll on. We're going to do all of Kajimi. I'm in the mood. I saw the movie today, so I'm ready. Ah, oh, that snow looks fantastic. I like Zori Bliss a lot. Would be nice to see her come back. Such a cool voice. Such a cool looking character. All right. Ren's TIE Fighter looks really cool. I don't know. People being like, why do, I, why do I have to have this like love interest thing between Poe and her? I understand uh, in the context of underrepresentation of queer people that, um, yeah, it sucks a bit that you couldn't just have Poe and Finn uh, have a, at least an open crush on each other or something. But um, yeah, I don't mind that flirting with Zori stuff. Uh, I think it's pretty kind of charming man i just okay these first order like destroyer hangers look oh, this shot here is killer bam and they <laughs> the troopers just come to that door and the, i just think like they got the the blaster impacts on the trooper um on the trooper armor so cool in this film I love it alright now here we are in um, yeah they're running around on this destroyer oh I love this Yeah, Ray with the um the 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 mind trick on those two troopers. <laughs> it's good that you're here. Welcome guys. Oh, I just I think this film is so funny. I just like it really makes me laugh. Alright. Ray gets the feeling I gotta go get the jet the dagger. You get uh Poe and Finn off to save Chewie. And we're gonna get into some of the most um to me, some of the most cool and exciting and stylish running and gunning scenes in the whole saga. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I love to see... It's so nice to see the troopers, like, uh, brutalizing civilians. It just, like, it really builds your... Um, something I noticed today for the first time. When Finn runs in to this, uh, this cell to save Chewie, his smile is beaming. That John Boyega smile, can't beat it. Um, but yeah, they're running and gunning, man. Just bam! Just those, like, the impact of those blaster shots and, this, like, this, the pace and the, like, the, the way the camera moves is super cool. I love, you know, something you see a lot in the, um, in this era of Star Wars is, like, the blaster hits have these, this spark, this spark, yeah, that was in the one of the trailers where they're just running down the corridor, mowing down troopers. Wow, the stunt people really deserve some mad cash for for this film. Like the way the troopers eat it is so um, yeah, it's this fantastic 
ragdoll collapse kind of thing. Like it's it's a lot more dramatic than um, what you've seen. Uh, you know, can be uh, yeah. It, it's really cool. All right, we are going to pause here on Chewie's cute little. <laughs> I love that. Um, man, I don't get sick of it. It's fantastic. I have the best time every time I, I turn this movie on. I don't love every scene in it, and I guess some of my less fun, less favorite scenes are a bit later in the film, so we will get to those. There will be a little bit more complaining, I promise. But, uh, man, I have fun. Even, like, like, I've paused it now, and it's just the shot of Kylo Ren's, the, the entrance to Kylo Ren's uh, living quarters. And just seeing those classic Star Wars control panels, the pill lighting, man, in love. I love it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. Uh, it's been fun as always. Um, next episode, we might have a guest, which is always a good time. And by the way, I always forget to mention... If anyone has any uh, questions, comments, or topics that they would like me to talk about, Star Wars related, of course, then just uh, drop me a line. If you're listening to this, you probably know who I am. <laughs> you probably have me on Facebook or whatever, or Instagram. Um, yeah. If you have anything that, uh, any topic that you would like uh, to hear discussed, uh, let me know. It would be fun. All right. That's Star Wars fun for everyone, especially me. Mm -hmm.